This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, Chief Much, Orcus Mar- Submariner, and our moonshot rocketeer, Cedric S. Ben Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Cedric, at the communication panel of the Kolomatangi four stage, as word comes through from Woomera, ground control to Major S. Bend. It's the sound of the Sumpster in the Bludgy on the Blind Side, soundproof booth, high above Australia on ABC Grandstand HQ Australia. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. H.G. Nelson opening to dig for another set of seven. Oh, I've got to say it, you know, join in with me. Oh, we went too much, but it's brilliant enough. And happy Festival of the Boot for 2023 to all, you know, and I don't mean to quote Roy here, right-thinking Australians who are interested in the future. Now, the 2023 final series is swamping us. So much excitement, unbelievable, unbelievable, unprecedented excitement. Housekeeping, speaking of excitement to get the ball rolling, the bludge has been extended by a month. ABC management has gone completely nuts and chaos is everywhere. I mean, we pleaded for the madness to stop, but it hasn't. It goes on. There are four more shows of the bludge to come in 2024. This will get us past the cup. Now you're asking which cup, Rugby World Cup, if you don't mind, and into the mounting enclosure for the Cox. Yes, we'll be pulling up stumps just as they come into the mounting enclosure for the Cox and a lot of other events aside from those two crackers, the World Rugby Cup and the Cox. Now, Bludgers, as you know, the blind side of focuses on the spirit of rugby league and its ethical obligation. That commitment is baked into our DNA. There are four more weeks of demonstrating our commitment to these principles. Now, Festival of the Boot is on us, as already mentioned. Part one, AFL Grand Finals, Brisbane Lions, be the Collingwood Magpies at the G this afternoon. The decider includes special guest appearance of Kiss before the bounce at 2.30. Now, in ideal conditions for football, We've got the pictures coming through from the ground at the moment. Kiss have promised to blow up tons of stuff and they won't be disappointing because it'll be kiss-mazing, kiss-stounding, kiss-sterical. The detonation, I understand, today begins at 1.42 Eastern. I've spoken with uh, Ace and Gene and they're, they're excited. They're ready to go. 1.42 Eastern, the first bombs away, as we call it, in kiss land. Now, then tomorrow, the boot part two in glorious summer heat, the doubleheader of league. Now, the main interest is can we kill someone in this match through heat uh, stroke? I'm not, I, I don't want to put the mockers on what Volandis has done about it, but I'm not convinced he's got this under control at all. I think the 35 degrees that's predicted is appalling conditions in which to play rugby league. I've never tried of you. That's what you have to ask yourself. When was the last time you went out and played a, a big 80 minutes of rugby league when it was 35 degrees? First up, the NRLW between the Newcastle Knights and the Gold Coast Titans. Nukes put away the Broncos in a classic at Jones last Sunday to get there. Tune in that classic. 30 
to Nukes, 24 to the tights. Now, kickoff in the Big W is at 3.55, in, in as mentioned, probably at the, as the temperature peaks. And then it's off to the big dance with Penrith Panthers uh, versus the Brisbane Broncos. Tina the musical, and they've promised, because they know what sort of gauntlet kiss are going to throw down today at the G, they've promised to cover hits from the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s between the shows. So that's something really to look forward to. But first, an update from the States. Now, as you know, uh, Bludgers, the 2024 Rugby League OS Spree, promoted as NRL Unleashed, will kick in the doors on what is anticipated the greatest season of rugby league ever. Our supremo, Feathers Volandes, the man sporting the pantaloons of plumage in the members with a couple of TAB same-day multis snug in the underpants, had set ambitious targets for punting turnover. And these numbers, sure, they're on the back of an envelope from PWC, but you know PWC have a record of getting things right? Even when they've got them wrong, they've got them absolutely right. Now, their suggestion is that $1 billion of turnover on each match is a big ask. So we've got match one, and I keep forgetting who's going to be playing, but obviously, uh, you know, Manly and the uh, Souths, and then we've got Roosters and Broncos. Let's say they're the matches as predicted elsewhere. A uh, billion dollars turnover on each match. Now, Feathers believes we have to send... send set benchmarks for success. We've got to set KPIs and a billion turnover on each game. It sounds like a lot, but once Americans get a sniff of how much fun punning on rugby league can be, they will want to get involved. Obviously, the league won't be waltzing away with $2 billion in the kick, you know, times two. There are costs. The cost of travel, donger in the desert accommodation, the Ford Mustang given away with every try, the Aussie-themed show bags for every punter who turns up, the lucky seat prizes, the bingo loot, the lucky door prize are not cheap. It all adds up. But if Volandis and PwC have done the maths correctly, the league should be able to return to Australia on March 3 with 1.9669 million better off. As in other words, that for the $2 billion outlay, they might be able to get almost $2 million back. And that's an incredible return, an incredible return on investment. And once the uh, plane lobs back in Sydney after the Vegas benefit, it would be a stunning result. Speaking of Volandis, when the man of plumes in club colours took over the reins of rugby league, his proud boast, I remember it as though it was only yesterday, his proud boast that was we would... We would, meaning rugby league fans, would never have to refer to referees again. They would never be talking about referees. And yet, here we are, years later, at the pointy end of another boot, and all we're talking about is the referees. This time it's the scourge of the forward pass that's biting the league on the bum once again. So many promises from Feathers, so little action. We cannot go to America and get them involved in our fabulous same-day multis. If we can't. Excuse me, if we can't play within our rules. Americans are not stupid. They can see a grift when it lands at LAX. By the way, what are the touch judges allowed to interfere with? We might get round to talking about that. We may not in the show. And is referee Ash Klein back in favour with head of elite giddy-up Graham? Last weekend, real rubbish was dished up by those in the blow and surely it's time to get somebody who knows what's what like Ash Klein back on the tweet in the AFL. The week began with the brown light. It was a beautiful count. With a murderer doing what he does best uh, for the final time, oh, I had a tear in the eye when he pulled up stumps round 24 or whatever it was. I, I mean, they were splashing the boots, I tell you. The uh, master criminal was hiding in plain sight where the forces of law and order simply cannot spot him. Seven's brown low is a perfect lair. No one does the one, two, three gear like Gill. I mean, go back and have a look at the tape. 
see if you can do better because you can't. I know you can't. I'd love to see Haim interview Gil on Talking Footy. You know, for instance, Gil, when did you know you could count from one to three? You know, on a big night, do you prepare, technique, do you pace yourself, all those sort of questions, and then finally take us through the 2023 count. It'd be rubble. Post-count uproar bobbed up on two fronts with the count criticised for all its glorious inconsistencies and then there was the 2024 North Melbourne assistance package. The breadth of the package suggests that North is the worst team ever to play VFL or AFL. This one will cripple the competition for years. Sorry, I've got smoke in my eyes and throat. It had knowledgeable observers across the code in uproar and the word from clubs was fuming. I've never heard that word used in connection with something from head office in the AFL ever. Fuming. What a final kiss-off from the murderer. And on this special festival of the boot weekend, we have to think of Gill's legacy. Not for long, because there's not much. The coach fixture list is biased. The finals are lopsided. The draft is a rort. The penalties to clubs are wonky and player punishments are skew with. In fact, it's a hastily cobbled together farce. But every sports league and sports administration and competition on the planet are green with envy and want to, and they want to use the AFL as a blueprint for their competition. It's a hell of a legacy. It's total insanity, but it makes the world want to get involved. Yeah. And then we come to ticketing. I wish they hadn't done this because it's one thing gets up Roy's nose. It's a ticketing kerfuffle. And that's what we've got. The granny has been an absolute ticketing fiasco with the black and white army membership completely ripped off. Football, uh, well, but this is world football, now world game, as in not AFL or rugby league. The Australian team in the EPL, Tottenham Hotspur, drew with Arsenal 2 each in a last week in a pulsating display, and Ange's team goes from strength to strength. Now, still overseas, but not far away from where Arsenal play. Rugby Union World Cup. And the old gold fruit and nut have blown Bill away in France. That's the only way you can put it. Last Monday, the whole competition sat up and took notice of their cod ordinariness against Wales. Knowledgeable observers claimed the loss to Fiji was like a breath of fresh air. Well, I tell you what, the loss to Wales punched a howling gale of fresh air into the William Webb Ellis competition. It was just brilliant. Well, he's put on a very nice six points, Wales blew in with a big breeze of 40. Well, a howling gale, really, as I said earlier. You know, let's face it, a hurricane, Navelle. For the first time ever, the old gold may not clamber out of the pool stage at the World Cup. You know, look, a lot of things have to go right for us to get out. You know, teams have to lose or win by... It's not impossible, but we're teetering on the brink. And bludgers, I know you tried. You know, I've got to take my hat off and my pants off to you. You did, you tried. I could smell it everywhere. Last Sunday, there was gum, pine, oak, black butt, box, jarrah. Wherever I went, sticks were being burnt. I could hardly breathe. And you can still see I'm affected by it. You did not let the nation down. But how many sticks do you have to burn? That is the question so many Australians have asked themselves since last Monday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. Did I do enough? Did I chop up enough kindling? Did we burn enough sticks? That's the topic for PhDs at the ANU in years to come. I felt sorry, you know, for the old gold fruit and nut very, very briefly. The emotion with rugby doesn't linger. Coach Jones described himself as gutted, gutted. But at least he can get some sleep now. Now, and the guts blamed himself for every bit of the fiasco. But it's Portugal next. I think Monday morning we'll know it's, it's like a... Guillotine about to fall. It's Portugal next. And even though we're out of the big show, the nutty ones could lose this danger game against the European 
powerhouse. And I must say, <coughs> coughing out more smoke from last Sunday, uh, I must say that the line-out was the thing that caught my eye about the uh, uh, Shemozel against Wales. They brought something new to the line-out, which I never thought was possible, that uh, the line-out is, uh, you know, meant to be something to your advantage, meaning Australia's advantage. But here they upended it and made it to Wales' advantage when they got the ball. It's just brilliant. Now that Bill has slipped from our grasp, where to for the Wallabies, apart from the long walk to the nearest airport? I think it's a back-to-basics operation now. As we ask, as we've done so often at these moments, what would John Eels do? Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask a man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, The Voice, who incorporates the ethical obligation, is again focused on the cost of living crisis. Incidentally, operatives in the shelf stacking space have spotted some Myacek avocados for one twenty each. The Myacek is a beautiful eating fruit, slightly sweeter than the Haas. Uh, they're great for mashing and smashing with your feta and they're only $1.20. How can you go wrong? The Roy of Hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it. He's super excited to be here. He loves the boot. Again, he's speaking to you today on the condition of anonymity. So many are. It's becoming a craze. I just hope it stops soon. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, Cyberdug. Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Of course, happy rugby league, H.G. to you and your uh, your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all, well, decent, hard-working Aussies who were probably not all that surprised by the United Nations this week announcing that Aussie families are the best in the world. I, um, look, I'm a little uncertain as to what the criteria was for the uh, United Nations. I'll, I'll look into it, obviously, during the week, but it was uh, of no surprise, certainly to me, and no surprise, I would have said, to uh, uh, many decent, hard-working Aussie families. Uh, keep up the good work. I guess is the message there. Did they get a handout for it? Uh, I, I don't think so. Is no, she? just, no, no, just I pride. just think it's just pride. Yes, yes. thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know who came second. I don't know who came last. These things will unfold as the week goes on. Uh, Australia's uh, one-day team, well, they looked fairly ordinary against India until the uh, big show uh, put his hand up uh, and gave the Aussies a, a morale-boosting victory. And uh, good to have the big show back in the uh, back in the squad. Um, in other news, uh, Maria Sharapova is to make a comeback to the world tour. Uh, we wish her all the best, of course. Uh, I don't know if we saw that. Well, we probably did see the best of Maria Sharapova in days gone by. Uh, very difficult to watch, really. A very slow, rhythmical sort of game. Uh, nothing too, you know, particularly explosive about the way she played. Um, and a very long and uh, tedious service motion, very much like uh, Djokovic's in many ways, a lot of bouncing of the ball and that sort of thing. But we welcome her back, and uh, the Women's Tour will certainly be advantaged by having Maria Sharapova amongst their How about sanctions, Roy? Sanctions for Maria Sharapova? I'm not sure if there are any sanctions against her at this stage. Uh, A little bit early because she hasn't come on court yet. Um, Now, the demon, speaking of tennis, that is Dumanar, uh, joins a, a rare club mm-hmm. in defeating Andy Murray five times in a row. This time was in the just this week in the uh, China Open. 
uh, he joins uh, a very rare group of people who've done just the same thing. That is Djokovic, that is the Joker. <laughs> Uh, the Joker's uh, beaten Murray, I think, the last five times they've met. Uh, Roger, Federer, of course, has defeated Murray the last eight times they met. And Rafa, I think, eight times as well. So what an exclusive club that is for the demon to be part of. And we congratulate him. I think uh, Andy uh, might have copped a bit of a fine as well for smashing not only one, not one racket, but uh, several rackets. Uh, I think he had match point at one stage and uh, and blew it, and that uh, caused his upset. But congratulations uh, to the demon. God Almighty, is there a bloke who's been more meant to play Davis Cup? I don't think so. Born to play Davis Cup, this fellow. And we wish him all the best in the Davis Cup when they next rejoin. I think it might be in November. Can't wait. Uh, now, the Wallabies, as HG has alluded to, was, um, I think this defeat against Wales probably is a wake-up call. Uh, the final boot up the date. The only upside is that they're not the Qantas Wallabies. I mean, that would have been the last straw, uh, as it is at the moment, where Qantas is. I mean, put the Qantas and the Wallabies together and huh, it actually looks a pretty tight fit. Mm. Uh, I mm. just hope Cadbury's don't. I mean, Cadbury's, I'm not too sure whether the uh, Cadbury's Wallabies uh, confection uh, are leaving the shelves, but uh, certainly in my neck of the woods, uh, I've been looking for them and I can't find them. So they must have all sold out. So uh, someone's doing something, right? Maybe people are collecting them as collector's items, perhaps. Wow. I'm just surmising, so just surmising, because the Wallabies may not be with us for very much longer. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to... What are you prepared to pay for a block of rum and race, an old gold rum and well, race? Well, rum and race, and I, I just, whatever it is. It's, no, about, yeah, it's, yeah, about, yeah. it's about five bucks, I think. You get yeah, a special. Say. So sometimes they have 20% off. Sometimes it'll be about three seventy-five, something like that, which is great. That's a walk-out-the-door price. But I don't know with the with the, uh, the, 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 the Wallabies, so those little Wallabies you get, I don't know what they cost. I don't know. No. I see them every now and again. They're rarely on special. Uh, and why should they be? Because they are, as I say, a collector's item. They may not be. Well, you, you heard what Are I you said. doing something with your super and that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought you might. I, I, yes. I, Whenever I, I, I see those wallabies, those wallaby chocolate wallabies, I collect them and I store them. Store them. Now, uh, Aussie uh, Oscar Piastri has a breakthrough yes. podium finish. Uh, he came third in the Japan F1, and we congratulate Oscar. We were the first to uh, congratulate him, texted him immediately saying, well done. He got back saying, no worries. <laughs> Typical Oscar. And fellow Aussie, Ricciardo, has signed with uh, Alpha Tori, which is good news for fans of the likeable Aussie speed merchant. Speed merchant is a term I haven't used in many, many years, and how good it is to welcome back that term and put it in uh, in association with someone like uh, Ricciardo. Uh, now, Aussie Ange wins the Premier League Manager of the Month award. No surprises there. The fans seem to love his what they're calling Aussie style. That is the emphasis on attack. Uh, in other very, very good news, Aussie Meg Lanning makes a uh, welcome return to cricket with an assured uh, 50 for uh, Victoria, I think, last weekend. Good to see Meg back. And uh, Aussie Cam Smith stands to win $28 million this weekend in a live event. This is a live golf event. I don't know where it is, uh, but it sounds uh, sounds great. Sounds great. 
and uh, we wish Cam all the best with that. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, vis-a-vis the Wallabies, should East's uh, boom winger Suali'i reconsider his desire to switch to rugby? I think rugby had pay, were prepared to pay him something like $5 million to uh, sign up with rugby. I don't know if they've got that $5 million. So if I was the manager of Suali'i, I would certainly be... Asking questions. I, I think I'd want to be paid in cash and not in uh, Wallaby chocolate bars. Wonderful news or wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Uh, Adam G is to blow yes. the whistle at the uh, big dance tomorrow evening. Good to have the name G associated with rugby league. I wonder if he's related to Andrew G. The player. The player, yes. <coughs> it's possible. It's good to... Uh, I think he might have been a Queensland player. He might was. Have been a state of origin player, <coughs> Andrew G. His grandfather. Ford, and his grandfather was... Uh, I think his grandfather might have been at Gallipoli. Correct. And... And I think... Uh, took out a... Uh, he took out a nest. With a bit of rope. That's right. A bit of rope. He took out a machine gun nest. Correct. Andrew G's grandfather. Well, that's well let's sort of... hope that uh, <coughs> Adam G is related to Andrew G and is related to the grandfather who took out the nest with a piece of string. Hmm. Uh, now, of course, Ford passes, uh, they broke the Warriors' hearts. I mean, you could see the team think, well, why should we bother? Why should we bloody well bother? We're not going to get there. No, nope. no way they were going to get there. I'm just wondering, it begs the question, when I saw it, I thought, um, are, our touchies, are our touchies fit enough? You know, it was a touchy score, but the touchy was nowhere near where the forward pass occurred. The winger was too quick. And, you know, Bellamy's not an idiot. Bellamy will be all over this. He'll be targeting slow uh, slow touchies and having wingers outpace them and get ahead and take forward passes all the time. You can see where Bellamy's going to go with this. I don't know what can be done. We're just going to have faster touchies. We'll have touchies keep up at least with the run of play. Now, what, anyway. What happened to the microchipping of the ball? Yeah. Where's what that? Yeah, well, that's, go, that's gone nowhere. What happened to the bunker being involved? That, that's gone nowhere. Nowhere. Because the bunker, nobody believes the, the bunker. bunker. Believes the bunker. No, it's just rubbish. Rubbish. The Dally M's, of course, this week. What a magnificent night. Magnificent night. It was a flawless night. Um, uh, uh, HG myself had a terrific night. Just sat back and enjoyed it all. The fashion, my God. Can't rugby, rugby league, league players, players, they can do everything. Oh, they can do it all, can't they? A uh, wonderful night. And uh, the only blights for mine were, firstly, that uh, Reynolds was not nominated for Coach of the Year. I thought that would have been <laughs> evident. Uh, I see Andrew from Nor- North Mead on the text is uh, agreeing with that view. He's writing to say that he was shocked and surprised that Adam didn't win Coach of the Year. Well, I didn't expect him to win, but I thought he should have been nominated. I think the uh, New Zealand chap who did a terrific job, I mean, nobody questioned it. He was far Andrew away. Andrew Webster. Andrew Webster. He was far away the best Coach of the Year. But I think Reynolds was nipping his heels Well, yeah, would have been. Um, would have been. Certainly he's turned the Broncos around <clears> in a way that he, Webster, has turned the Warriors around. And uh, if I mean, they... very, very similar uh, trajectories, really. If anything, Reynolds has got a little bit further because they're in the grand final. Yes, and if they win tomorrow... If they win the tomorrow, year. Reynolds would be coach of the year. And Churchill medalist. Churchill medalist as well. Mm. What an achievement. I know. The other blight was that there was absolutely no category for Jared. None. I mean, 
We saw Jared there. He looked a little bit glum, understandably, because, you know, he can't play. Well, not that he could, even if his team was in. I mean, he just can't. But I would have thought something like, you know, I don't know, lovable larrikin, lovable rogue, something like that, some sort of dallium category that that, that would uh, account or allow someone, people of the Jared persuasion to be acknowledged on the on the, 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 the night of nights for rugby league, I would have thought, and that's something that we discussed generally with our table during the, uh, uh, the, the Dally M's, and uh, everyone sitting at our table agreed uh, that uh, people like Jared should be acknowledged and, uh, and, and, and encouraged because they are the lifeblood of our game, mm. like it or not. I mean, sure, you can have your great players, you you know, people who break the line, people who make up a lot of metres, et cetera, et cetera. Your paint arse, your Oh, that your Reese Walsh's, you know, your, yeah. your Cleary's. Your big names. You know, your big names. Your, your Liam big Martins. Your movers. Yeah. But the heart of rugby league, the heart of the game lies with characters like Jared, and it was good for HG and myself to spend a little bit of time with Jared and tell him how appreciated he is by the rugby league community. Make of that what you will. How do rugby league players do it? How do they know so much about playing surfaces? They have all invested in Joey John's Green Shoots, a guide to Australian grasses. Whether they're strolling about earthing or looking for a roll-up, they all consult the John's Guide. Order now through bludging on the blind side. Now, the big story of the week, apart from the boot, Roy, was uh, the Brad Fittler decision. Mm. Now, when we left it last week, I think that uh, it only was... Uh, look, I've got to be honest here. I thought they'd just rubber stamp his yeah. return to the top job mm. as coach of the New South Wales team. Sure. Sadly, something went wrong between, late, say, last Saturday and obviously last Thursday yeah. when he walked away. He did. Now, people forget what he's done for New South Wales mm. uh, and... Six think, years of magic. Six years of magic. I couldn't have put it back myself. Mm. And the great thing is how dedicated he is to the New South Wales cause. Oh. See, I keep referring to that thing, and it's a simple thing I know, the Hogs for the Homeless yes. Tour, where he discovered that everybody in northern New South Wales hated the Blues because they never won. Yes. So he set about doing something about it. He took on the burden that was festering out there in rural Australia. Yes. yes never did. mind laying turf at Wellington Oval and stuff like that or helping with the jumping castle or turning on the urn or making the pie warmer, you know, operate, mm. which mm. just required a bit of solder. Um, he mm. coached the team. He did. Now... I don't know what's gone wrong. There seemed to be some suggestion that people weren't happy to continue with Brad in certain capacities in lesser capacities, so people tend tend to do as rats leave a sinking ship, drop off. All of a sudden it appeared to be Brad won out. He had to reach out for somebody. He suggested the Oracle, Gus Gould, terrific choice, mm. and, of course, he had his dry powder, Cleary from Penrith, to sit in the second chair behind him. That's right. I think that Gus probably had to move up and be on a seat because of befitting the guy's, mm. you know, position. Well, he was going to sit with Brad, I think it? so. That's okay. where it was got right. to. So it'd okay. be Gus. It looked like... Gus and Brad sitting together. Side by side. Side by side. Nathan. Nathan, two seats back. back. And then hopefully my dream team was to get Wayne Bennett involved. Oh, yes. 
And I think that the Niswells or the New South Wales Rugby League may have balked at that they, suggestion. They probably would have, yeah. But you're close to New South Wales Rugby League. Can you yep. shed any more light on this? Look, I can shed some light on it, HG. It seems that the uh, New South Wales Rugby League, in their wisdom, have decided that the state of origin coaching job is no longer a full-time position but a part-time position. Now, as you and I know, uh, you dedicate your life to coaching the Blues if you take on that role. It consumes you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I mean, it is a full-time job. You can think of nothing else. This has been, uh, in our experience, dealing with State of Origin coaches. That's all, all they'll talk about midsummer is what their preparations are uh, for the forthcoming series that will take place, you know, mid the next year. You know, that's, that's the way it is. And I think uh, Brad balked at this because it would have considerably reduced his remuneration. I, I, I hope it wasn't singularly a remuneration that caused him to walk away, but I suspect that might have been a large part of it. As it stood, the position was, up until recently, worth $450,000 a year, which is a very modest sum when you consider what uh, certain CEOs working for, say, an organisation like Qantas or might expect as a remuneration. So 450000 seemed quite reasonable, but this was going to be reduced. Now, it was going to be reduced on a pro rata basis, it would mean for the three weeks or so that you'd be, well, let's say six weeks you'd be working, be roughly five grand a week, so 30, 30 grand for the year rather than 450. Well, that's a considerable uh, reduction in remuneration. I, I don't know what uh, Sneesby's lot are paying Brad, but could I suggest it'd be nowhere near enough for what he contributes to the network? Uh, so I think Brad felt that uh, he could do better elsewhere working. I don't know where he's going to work, but he obviously has other things lined up. Uh, and he wasn't prepared to treat the state of origin uh, role as a part-time role. And fair enough. No. So the <clears throat> income, uh, so, so who they're reaching out to now, I don't know. There was a suggestion of a dream team, the dream team being Bellamy and Sticky. Now... How will that work? How would that work? Two big clashing... Two big balls. egos... Where's the seating? Yes. How do you do how, the how you go, Who's going to sit with whom with yeah, the clipboard? Who's going to sit behind where's him? Nathan, is Nathan involved Is Nathan Cleary involved? And Wayne Bennett, should he agree exactly. to it? Exactly. So so it's all up in the air at the moment. I don't uh, know. Do you know? But it seems to be the remuneration is why Brad walked away. Okay. How did they get him so cheaply to begin to with? To begin with, yeah. 450000 yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, you know, for Paul, well, maybe he's not represented by a manager. He just does He was himself. representing himself. Yes. And I say to anyone involved. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yes. Have yes. someone walk in who has your interests. So you've got to look at... Uppermost uh, in Exactly, their mind. exactly. Now, you've got to look at rugby league. Look at this trip to America. Yeah. They're, they're expecting a billion dollars of turnover on yes. each game. Yep. In terms right. of the same-day multis. Yep. I mean, it, it's loaded with cash. Yes. And surely for somebody of Brad's stature... Yes. ..it wouldn't be hard to go that extra yard. Can I also ask, mm. do you think the one year... Mm -hmm. I think Brad wanted two years. Did the he? one year that they were the right. Niswalls people were prepared to offer. Right. Do you think that factored in, or was the money the biggest thing? Well, I, I don't know because I haven't spoken to Brad. And if you recall, uh, at the Dally M's, we tried to talk to Brad, yeah, but, but, he, uh, but he was too busy. Media commitments. Yeah, media yeah. commitments and what have you. Uh, understandably, so we weren't <laughs> able to really drill down with Brad personally. Uh, as as we'd hoped to, uh, but uh, my understanding is that he, he'd have taken the year 
if the remuneration had been consistent. Now, what an irony that Queensland announced mm. their team of coaching for the new Queensland yes. for the coming. Well, steady next, as she goes for Queensland, and isn't three it? years, I think. They've yeah, three years. Billy's Billy's got but, three years. Yes, with the and team. he can pick his own staff. You know, yeah. Cam, yeah. JT, etc., yeah. etc. You know the lot. They're, they're, it's you know, a excellent all team. It's a very good team. Now. Yeah. Very good team. They're, they're, they're settled. How confident are you? I mean, you feel as though, yep. and I don't want to put words in your mouth no. here, that you're prepared to do it. I am. Uh, if, I, I've if told the New South Wales, I, speak, I spoke to David Troden. Yes. I spoke to David extensively at uh, the Dally M's. Uh, he was at the table just uh, adjacent yeah, to ours. Yes, yeah, that's right. You'll recall. And I said to David that I'd be very keen to do it. Um, but... I want to do it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. I want to bring bring in my own team mm-hmm. uh, with uh, what I described at the time as fresh ideas. Uh, and the remuneration, <laughs> I said, was of no consequence. I told him, and I'm prepared to share that with the public. Now, I'm prepared to do it for nothing. Absolutely yes, free. pro bono. And would you worry about cab charges getting to training and stuff no, like that? No, no, no. no. You I'd drive yourself? Yep, yep. I'm quite happy to do it. Absolutely pro bono. And the, the team I would bring in would be pro bono as well. So, that's, so that's that's what I said to them. And, and they didn't accept that this was possible, that you could. Oh no, up. I don't know. Oh. Uh, David Troden said he was going to take it to the to the, uh, to the uh, yes the, the the board of the New South Wales Rugby League and get back to me on Monday. So that's great. I look forward to the call. Can I ask? You know, and I, I come back to these things yep. that we know Brad did so well, you know, the hogs for the homeless, yes. the earthing, those sort of ideas. Yes. Are you prepared, though, to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. leading up yes. to the Origin One yes. to establish your culture, oh, now, God, your yes. input? Oh, input, God, yes. yes. Oh, yes. God, yes, 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 yes. As I said to David Troden, I said, David, I would want the team, I would be, I'd be selecting the team or a group of 40 players. Possibles. 40 possibles, and I would withdraw them a month before the uh, first State of Origin game, and we would tour rural and regional Australia uh, to begin with as a, a bonding exercise. So all I would need would be one bus, one driver, and... Uh, you know, a few bookings made, uh, which uh, the players, I'm not expecting the players to play for. Uh, the New South Wales uh, Rugby League would have to pick up that tab of where we stay, for how long we stay, and other facilities that we use, mm-hmm. you know. and the That's use, a lovely and They'd gesture. have to pay for some witches' hats, uh, oh, well, some obviously. balls, et cetera, et You'd get that at an op shop somewhere, surely, so. you'll yes, be right with that. So, yes. And, you know, when it comes to it, do you feel yep. as though... There's an opposition that they only see things now because of Volanders, because mm. of the broom Volanders bought, because of the funding involvement, because of the the billion dollar, the two billion dollar trip to the states. Yes, are you think that they've blinded by money yes. as the only measure of success now, yes. as the only measure of involvement in rugby league? Yeah. The people in head office can't mm. see your generous offer, mm. which is because of your affection and love and your hatred yeah. of Queensland yes. that you want to get involved with this. I mean, I yeah. couldn't, but yes, you know, yes. is yeah. that how you see the? The blockage in the park. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? She's interesting you say that, you know, perhaps had I said to them, I mean, rugby league has always been about money. We know that. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's the reason the competition. Yeah, yeah, that's why we have rugby league. Yeah. 
to, to pay players uh, to give the remuneration. Yeah, that's because right. Because it was just an amateur code prior to that, or the rugby union, and still there joke. are echoes of rugby, you know, of rugby union still being an amateur code. I mean, look at the how we're performing. We're performing like amateurs overseas, even though they're being paid a lot of money. They still have that amateur culture within them. Mm. Uh, they can't get rid of it. and uh, that, That's something that they've got to deal with. Well, rugby league has always been about money. And when I was talking to David Trodon, it did occur to me that I should have said, well, I'll do it for a million and uh, might have garnered a little bit more interest, respect and seriousness. Respect. But I was being honest yeah. because yeah. I, I, I like to feel as if I represent the public interest in this matter. You know, I, 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 all I am really is a fan. With an idea. With rugby league in my heart. Yes. With a love of rugby league in my being. And if I, I can instill this in others, as, as I've tried to do whenever I've discussed rugby league with uh, younger people and got people school involved, kids. school kids, visiting schools, all of that, I talk about the values of rugby league. I never mention money. I just talk about the, the culture and the rewards that come from that culture, which you cannot put a value on. This is the bigger picture from the top rung of the stepladder at the MCG with Kane Corns holding the binoculars. Relayed to footy heads across Australia by bludging on the blind side. Just going back to the Dally M's. Now, mm. the Dally M's are decided by a panel. They are. Voted for by a panel. Yep. No one knows who's on the panel. Nope, nope, nope. No. They're, all we know is they're independent. Independent. They have no club affiliation whatsoever. Gee, that's a big ask, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that a big ask? Yeah. Try and find three people in New South Wales well, that don't have some sort of club affiliation. affiliation. Very yeah. difficult. I just raised that because the Brownlow, as yes. you know, has been an absolute schmozzle again. Mm. Uh, it appears that the umpires yes. are captivated by players who have reputations. Yes. This is a suggestion, have mm. reputations. Yeah. Yep. So as the umpires having blown for, you know, there was about 120 minutes, mm. breaking up fights, trying to adjudicate whether it's a point or a goal, trying mm. to work out whether the ball stayed in from the boundary yeah. line and stuff, yeah. a lot of things which goes by, wondering if that person ducked before they got their head pulled off, et cetera. Mm. Come back and have a look at some names mm. and say, well, you know, Lockie Neal, he did pretty well, even though he only had 13 possessions in the stats, four clangers and missed a couple of points, got a couple of points. Do you think that the umpires are no longer equipped because of the pace of the game, because of the pressure from punters? I mean, let's face it, last year one of the umpires revealed who he voted for. That's right. Um, That's so right. That's we have right. to look to another way of doing it. And yeah. Eddie Maguire, who often, you know, comes blurts out these things and you mm. think, well, is there any truth in or any sense in what he's talking about? He has suggested, don't like using this term, a panel of elders. Oh, elders. To have a look yeah. at the okay. brown low in future. Yeah, okay. Uh, they'd have to be independent. Good. They'd have to be unnamed. Yes. They couldn't get paid because as soon as they got paid, people would know, well, where's this money coming from, yep. AFL? Well, what do you want to et cetera? Et cetera, yes. Do you yeah. think that could work for the AFL? Uh, well, I, I, I do, HG, because you know, it's, it's not often. In fact, for the first time this year, you and I witnessed open laughter happening at the, the Brownlow. When Gill went out when the When went out and started reading out the votes. Players involved in particular matches who knew what had gone on just laughed openly. In disbelief. In disbelief. Yeah. And I've never seen that before. No. Uh, so what it makes me come to the conclusion of HG is that the Brownlow 
uh, has been a joke from the word go. It, it's um, to imagine that the Brownlow is the best player in the competition. Well, that's just a nonsense, absolute nonsense, uh, because you, you, the judgments are being made by people who are in the worst position to try and make uh, an objective assessment of who was the best player on the park. What an excellent observation. The worst the position. The worst position yeah. to be Somebody in, in the because crowd would of be Of course they're going to have prejudice. Yeah. You know, if someone does or says something to them or yes, does something are. untoward, immediately they're going to be ruled out no matter how great they are. Apropos. I mean, it just, just that's human nature. It doesn't take into account human nature. What you need is the rugby league model. Mm. Three people, no one knows who they are, they come with no baggage, no expectation, no club affiliation. Uh, do we know how much they know about rugby league? No. Doesn't matter. They may know nothing. Yeah. But that gives them a perfect position to be totally objective about who was. And when, when it comes down to it, I didn't disagree with any of the decisions made. Apart from Reynolds. Apart from Reynolds. Yeah. Who should have been, but that wasn't their fault. No. Because he wasn't nominated. No. It's the nominating committee that who, I would have issue with yeah, here. Now, the... Apropos of your central point, yep. the best player in the competition doesn't make the All-Australian team. Now, the All-Australian oh, team is a joke. Yes. It's a confession. Who, who chooses that? Indeed. Well, independent panel? No. No, the independent panel, I think. Well, do do it, do they? Well, that's a separate. They're not the same umpires. No. Sorry, there's no umpires involved. Oh, good. They're well, a separate organisation, the All-Australian organisation. They, they may be as corrupt as them all. Probably. And I know for years you've never bet on the brown line. No, never. You think it can never get value. No. You think that the thing is completely yeah. rorted. Well, it's just a nonsense. Yeah. It always has been there's a no nonsense. There's no way to get fine value in the in the markets. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, as I suggested to you last week, I said to you that all winners in the past of their Brownlow medals should... Hand them back. Common question. Is Rugby League Sex Week ever coming back? No. State and federal legislature has banned the event last held in 1997 in perpetuity. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And you're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side on, uh, you know, Festival of the Boot Weekend. Now, uh, Roy... With these, um, the Brownlow and the Dally M's, mm. I mean, it is a compare and contrast, isn't I it? I suppose I mean, it is, yes. I know yeah. you had a big bet on some of the uh, participants or the successful yeah. participants in the Dally M's. I did. With confidence. Yeah, yeah, with confidence. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and did I... Yeah, I had a bit of money on Ponga. I had a bit, a bit of money, you know, on a couple of others. Yeah. Uh, mercifully, uh, I covered my covered myself. And that same yeah. day, multi you put together oh, was yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Jared... The Free Jared movement, uh, yeah. I mean, I've got to say is that I I want to develop a topic about uh, how uh, Volander sees uh, Reese Walsh as the Justin Bieber of Rugby League. All right. Well, I see Jared as much the Chris Hemsworth of Rugby League. Not bad. You know, yeah. so as he'd be able to, if once he gets to America and people get to know oh, Jared. Oh, people love Jared. Yeah. It's vital that Jared goes to Las Vegas, I think. And I think the thing is that what's great about it is, is that they see that Rugby league has got both, uh, you know, finesse as in the Reese Walsh. Yin and Yang. Thanks very much. I couldn't have put it myself. Yeah. That there are powerhouses in yes. the, the tradition of the great of the past, you know, Dishhead Dowling and, yes. uh, you know, obviously the Brick with Eyes and so yep. on. Yep. Tunksy and so on. Oh, God, Tunksy, yes. And now also they've added the icing on the cake, so to speak, with fleet of foot line breakers like Reese Walsh. Like Reese Walsh, yes, that's right. Now, 
Uh, Reese Walsh might, might have uh, offended a fan during the week, H. I think the Integrity Commission was looking at this. Do we know if he's been cleared for takeoff tomorrow evening or there are consequences for gobbing off? No, I can't help you there, no. but I did like the speed of the wit. Mm. I didn't quite understand the gag, but at least no. people in the Walsh, you know, camp yeah. will be able to get across it. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, before we go on, I'm, I'm mindful of the time here. Uh, oh, yes. Talk back topic. Oh, yes, yes. How did you go last week? Well, last week our topic was should Jared go to Vegas, of course. Uh, and uh, no surprises here, HG. 100% of people said yes. And if we look at the state-by-state state break, uh, breakdown, 100%. <laughs> from Queensland, 100% from New South Wales, 100% from Victoria and 100% from the 672 votes that came from South Australia, which surprised me. That's incredible. So I mean, there's obviously a bit of a fan base for Jared I, I, in South Australia as well, which I, is good. I, I would say social media is a big driver it of that. It would be, yes. And his I didn't look at any social media, but but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And if his TikToks of... are great. Hello, everyone, I'm Jared. I should be in Vegas sort of idea. Oh, really? Yeah, they're oh, good wonderful, on him. very funny. Good on him. He's yeah. put them up himself. Yep, yep. Now, and there does appear to be a way with New Zealand playing, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, uh, international matches yes. for him to get past this, well, this... Impasse. Impasse. Well, yeah. I was going to say impasse. Yes, yes, you're right. Now, yes. talk back for this week then. For, for talk- this week, HG, a little bit left field. I just thought we'd go a little bit left field. Uh, so I'm asking, uh, should Reynolds coach the Blues? Now. That is a thought. It is, isn't it? Because I know Reynolds would do a, obviously he's captain coach. Uh, it's something that's never been. I ran this past David Trodden at the uh, Daily like you, you were yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, he just went uh, white, ashen faced, didn't he? He didn't know. He spluttered a little bit and didn't know how to respond. So we moved on, changed the conversation. But I think with but uh, I think we've planted a seed. There. Exactly, that's a perfect way of putting planted it. Planted a seed. A seed. Now it'd be up to the Brisbane Broncos to give him release for the month prior to, because knowing Reynolds, he'll want to assemble his team much in the manner of. You would As I suggest, and what yeah. I would do, yeah. hire the bus and go to rural and regional Australia. Yeah. That, that's what Reynolds would be doing with the witch's hats and a couple of balls in the boot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it now, would be, so they'd have to reach out, I suppose, to to Kevy and the Broncos organisation. But I'm sure the Broncos would uh, allow welcome. him to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Can I ask remuneration? I don't want to put words in your yes. mouth or Kevy's mouth, yes. but where do we stand on remuneration? Well, I think with the re- remuneration, if Reynolds was going to do it, I'd be happy to give him the 450000 uh, and factor in inflation. What, what is it, 5 5 6%? I'd put 5 or 6% on top of that. Uh, just to get, get it over the line. Could I just... We'd have to deal with his manager, I suppose. Who's his no. manager? Is it George oh, Mimis? No. Oh, it would be George Mimis or something look, Can you help us can here? Can you help us here? Can you ease the way forward? forward. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, and how about this? I think this has come on the text line. Yes. How about for life? Reynolds uh, be appointed to State of Origin coach for life. I just use that as a Well, that would point. give him certainty, wouldn't it? It certainly would. <laughs> Footy faithful. Ever thought about becoming the Pope of the Punt? It's a challenging career, but has the big upside of offering weekly redemption for all transgressions. No need to change your gear. Come in your footy jumper and boots. Become the Pope through the Las Vegas Church of Rugby League. Soldier on, bludgers. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side and a bit of housekeeping that we started the show with is the uh, bludging, uh, well, due to administration obviously 
hiccups at the ABC. The bludging program will be on for another four Saturdays. So, uh, as mentioned, we get all the way through October down to Cox Plate Day. If you want to get involved with the show, 0467 920 222, 0467 or the old way, royanhg at abc.net.au, and the following have Roy. Yes, just on the text stage, she, Neil and Gail, who are uh, listening on the ABC Extra uh, from Tucson, Arizona which is not a million miles away from uh, Las Vegas, is it? Really? No, well, that's They're fantastic. on holidays there. In Tucson, in Arizona? In Tucson, Arizona. Are they staying on for the... Um, I, I don't know. But for the March saying, the 2nd do? I hope so. They're saying go Collingwood. Wow. Hmm. That's good. I'm wondering yep. how they're getting the... They'd be ESPN, I suppose, or something like well, that. Well, I don't know what ABC Extra is. Maybe they've got the Listen app. That could be it. The Listen and app. And they've got it working <laughs> in Tucson. <laughs> Wow. Now, uh, I, I should just point out, actually, this week I received a, a, a wonderful uh, uh, book called Life and Football, 1920s to the 1960s by Neil Pollock uh-huh. that looks at the Ma Cup in the Group 9 uh, group uh, division. Uh, fascinating read. And I would certainly encourage anyone who enjoys uh, rugby league or enjoyed the Mar Cup or indeed can remember the Mar Cup, which might have come to its conclusion in about 1972. Uh, it lists every player that played in the Mar Cup and uh, what their contributions were to it. Can you quickly outline the Mar Cup? The Mar was Cup a... was a knockout competition, HG, that was was a bit that ran side by side with your general competition. So it was midweek. Uh, it you would play some other team in your group. And it was a knockout. And Ma, the person who... Don't know who Ma was. No. Um, but loved rugby league. And that's oh, the, that's the you know. thing. Now, this has come from uh, Darren in Gaimia. He says, you stirred a distant memory in me when you mentioned David Nui and his involvement in the planning of the seat of rugby league into America. You recall it was pointed out that he'd become a teacher in the United States and... Uh, had uh, prosecuted or uh, promoted I think rugby league. Some, I think he coached uh, 170, 180 teams to victory uh, in Isn't rugby league. Isn't that incredible? League. Isn't that an incredible record? Um, he says, uh, this is Darren, says, back in the very early 90s, David Nui was a teacher at my school, <laughs> an all-boys high school in southern <clears throat> Sydney. This is when league players still had jobs whilst playing. I never did understand what his subject expertise was, as Mr Nui would seem to bob up as your teacher only in a relief capacity. Uh, one week he'd cover your English teacher's absence and the next week he'd appear as your biology teacher. During the footy season he'd often be carrying an injury from the weekend's game playing in the halves for St George, which only added to his gravitas. There was always an air of excitement having Mr Nui appear, seemingly from nowhere, to take what would have been otherwise a boring and somewhat predictable school period. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's always assured with Mr Nui's arrival was our education in that particular subject would grind to a halt but our rugby league education would begin. His first-hand insights and observations of the game and its characters were second to none. These lessons were some of the fondest memories of my senior school years. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great story? That's a lovely story. And that's what rugby league players can do when they get involved with the education system. Yeah. When they turn just... I mean, I often say to rugby league players, you've got a bit of time on your hands and there's a school nearby, drop in! Uh, Talk to the kids! uh, Tell them the stories. That was common, but now that's all gone. That's all gone, yeah. They used to help with reading. 
Yes. Even often rugby league players who couldn't read would help with the reading. Exactly. Mm. Or would just go in and get their, go in front of the class, get their wallets out and show them their TAB tickets yeah. and their other winnings. <laughs> you know, was no, no big ask. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, sadly, in those days, there was no same-day multis. No, there weren't. No, sadly. No, you, you, you were limited. A, it, yeah, yeah it, different. Very much. Now, this comes from uh, Murdoch in Freshwater, New South Wales. As a distant Australian, I thought I'd only probably try and work out the cost of a trip to Las Vegas so I could throw my support behind the rugby league invasion of the US and be able to say I was there when it started to future generations marvelling about the game's takeover of the US. Alley Giants Stadium has a banner photo of Rugby League Unleashed on its website featuring Billy Smith trying to decapitate Campbell Graham whilst elbowing Victor Radley in the back of the head. Great. Whoa. Ticket prices range from $19 to $189 United States dollar, which are very reasonable prices. Very good. $19. Well, you're getting two games. Yeah. And it's not a huge stadium. No. However, I was excited to read that on September the 30th, the stadium hosts the annual match between the University of Nevada, Las Vegas Rebels, and the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. They compete each year for the Golden Pineapple Trophy. In rugby league? Well, I'm assuming so. He says we must act immediately and seize upon this game as a priceless opportunity to promote rugby league unleashed. That's today. That's today. The NRL needs to get thousands of tins of Golden Circle pineapple rings in syrup to Vegas. Now. Now. Isn't that incredible? What a story. I mean, if you bombarded them with, you know, golden circle bloody pineapple rings. They'd be a shoe in for would March love it. Now, can I ask, will the international dateline help us here? If a plane leaves leaves Sydney now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Well, that's where it breaks down, doesn't it? Trying to get Qantas to do something in the national interest. Okay, it flies today, it arrives. Yes. The same time as it leaves. It virtually. does. It yeah. does. Okay. It, look, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, if uh, Richard Miles would step up, maybe we'd get the army, the, the air force. Oh, sorry, he'd, to... he'd probably be using it though. I think he flies around a lot in the airport. Oh, I know he does, but we've got more than one plane, surely. Oh, I hope so. What a great story! Yes. And why aren't they involved? Those two great teams. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're great. What is a pipe great. opener? Thanks. On the big day. Yeah, or maybe the night before. Yeah, maybe the night before. Okay. But those prices aren't bad. Yeah, no, the prices are good. Uh, now, uh, this comes from old fella. Uh, he says, uh, a concession ticket to Sunday's NRSW Grand Finals is $5. Book through Ticket Tech, it costs $11.90 because of a $6.90 handling fee. There are no tickets being sold at ComBank. We have been treated like crap. And nothing is being done about it. Well, what an odd story this is. What's handling the handling fee? Well, that's always the way with these. You well, know, I suppose it is, but it's not often the handling fee is more than the ticket price itself. I mean, is that something that's got to be examined? Uh, are you? I have no idea this was going on. Could you walk up to that event tomorrow and I just pay so. the five dollars without it worrying about the handling fee? I suppose. Well, I don't know if you could. Often, if you turn up to a rugby league match, though, uh, just on, on the, on yeah, the on speculation, the yeah. they'll let you in for nothing. That's my advice. Good advice. <laughs> uh, now, sorry, HG, are we here now? Now, this is a very sobering set of statistics here. This comes from Matthew from Stanwell Park. He said he's gone through the official 2023 NRL regular season injury statistics. Yes. 
For those who think the game has gone soft, would you believe only 47 matches out of 204 were injury-free? That's a statistic that set me back. In total, there were 284 injuries to almost every part of the body you could name. I understand the the injury only made the officials list if the player was forced to leave the field because of it. A few of the more exotic ones were on-field seizure, a punctured lung and a pre-game ruptured testicle. There were four facial fractures, five jaws and five necks injured, six ribs, six legs and six hand injuries, seven backs, eight groins and ten calf muscle tears. Getting to the pointy end of the list, 20 ankles were sprained, twisted or broken, 31 hamstrings pulled or snapped, 42 knees stopped working properly and well out in front as the biggest injury of 2023, head knocks, 81. Now, this sort of stuff should not be made public, should it? I don't think it's in Three the public things. interest Three for things. this for this to, to get out into the public. Parents are going to look at their kids and think, oh, well, I'm not so sure I want our kids playing rugby league. Look at those statistics. I mean, this should be... Bang! Yes! They should have a D-notice or what did they call yeah, it? Yeah, D-notice. Yeah. Thank you. Now, look, two things. Were you disappointed there weren't more? Because a lot of t- yeah. a lot of matches got away scot-free and I no suppose. people weren't putting in. Yeah. The other thing is head knocks. Yeah. Now, I thought that the rugby league, first and foremost was clamping down on head injuries. Yes, that's and what yet, I thought. And yet head stat- injuries are going through the road. I know, I know. So what's Volandis doing about yeah. this? Is he stepping up and saying, well, we've got to get, you know, mm. whoever's in charge, he's at uh, yeah. Graham Annesley, yes. head of elite, to do something yeah. about it, get the word head of elite? I'll I don't know. I mean, have we got to look at our tackling, tackling techniques? Well, there's always, Is that a, it? there's always a summer school in tackling techniques. Yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. Jared spends half his – he spent the last ten summers there. Yeah. The tackling. Oh, look, I, I mean, you can talk to Jared. Well, we have talked to Jared about it. You know, if Jared wants to hit someone in the head, he knows how to do it. <laughs> and he knows how to do it. He knows how to miss as well. <laughs> you know, we've watched him, you know. We've he, watched him, I agree. You know, I agree. He's great. Now, this mm. comes from um, – this comes from JT – I don't oh, think it's Jonathan Thurston. But another GT, another JT. Yeah. He says, I have a vision of Ned Kelly in LA at the Trump game in 2024. Ned has a shotgun filled with gold dust that he fires into the crowd at random during half time. Now, look, I just think it makes the messaging harder. Ned Kenny, Kelly didn't play rugby league. And if you've got to explain to Americans who Ned Kelly is and what the you're Ned in trouble, Kelly, you're in big trouble. You've got a person there wearing garbage bag Go- down his head and right. slot cut in it. That's right. With a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, it just I mean, makes no sense. See, it's so much It easy. muddies the message. It does. It's so We've much got easy. to keep it simple. It's simple. all about rugby league. Yeah. Not about Australian not cultural a, Not values. about it. No. I'm not sure the way Ned fits into Australian culture anymore, but there's a mate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This comes from uh, Slick Vic in Cronulla. I was wondering what you think of my suggestion that the Clive Churchill medal be presented by the grandson of Winston Churchill, that is Baron Soames of Fletching. Fletching? This way, yeah, Fletching. This way it keeps, at least keeps the great name of Churchill associated with rugby league. Well, I suppose it does, doesn't it? But I think... uh, Cliffy Lyons has been... Uh, yes, tapped. Tapped to... Uh, which, which will be fine. I'm no, sure Cliffy sure will do a great yeah, job. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean... He'll, I, he'll put the medal first. I mean, he won't, he won't make it about him, as you'd imagine, that Baron Soames of Fletching might. Well, I thought Soames, he could bring it on some sort of cushion. Oh, cushion's and, nice. And, and Cliffy could pick it up off the cushion, yes. give him a wink, yes. boot up the date, and then put it over put the it neck. over the neck, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a bit of theatre. <coughs> yes. A bit of dumb show. Sure, sure. 
I mean, Sterlo wasn't a bad choice to do no, it initially. No, he's just terrific. I've got no problem with Sterlo, yeah. Sterlo doing it. I wonder it. why Sterlo doesn't want to be at the grand final. That troubles me. Well, he's got golf and fishing. I know that, but to imagine Sterlo not going to a grand final in days gone by is unimaginable. I mean, mm. what's changed in rugby league or what's changed in Sterlo for this to happen? You and I haven't spoken to Sterlo in many years. years. In years. In years. The last time I saw him was in a shopping centre on the Central Coast. How was he? Oh, he's terrific. Yep. Great. Loving, yeah. loving life. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he seem rugby league compliant? Oh, you know, he, he seemed to know who, um, you know, what he was going on. He knew who the teams were and yeah, all of that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Would you think about getting him in, you know, when you become coach in New South Wales as a sort of sounding board? First, yeah, absolutely. First. I've always thought him to be a, a resource that was totally underused mm-hmm. by New South Wales. Uh, a terrific reader Could of the game. Could you see him a seat <coughs> in the... Coach's box. I oh, know yes. it's getting a bit crowded in there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. tell you what, it'd be. Great. I mean, if I sit in the box, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll be sitting there. I will have. Uh, I'd have Sturlo two seats behind me, uh, with a clipboard. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. If he'll do it. Mm. No, no, I understand. If he'll no. do it. I mean, ideally, I'd love to have Reynolds out in the middle. Anyway. <laughs> I haven't spoken to Adam yet about uh, the possibility of us uh, fu- fusing our bids <coughs> to get David the line with the board in New South Wales Rugby League and David Trodden in particular. Uh, this comes from Andrew and Manildra. He says, I was disgusted, he repeats disgusted in caps, to hear that the come-by-chance annual race meeting had to be relocated at the last minute to Cobar due to the maladministration of New South Wales racing. Other than swatting around the globe hobnobbing with royalty, allowing toilet facilities at suburban rugby league grounds to decay and selling off the rugby league grand final to the highest bidder, what on earth is one of the feathered with one of the feathered trousers doing? It seems in addition to the above lack of duty of care, Vlanders is not only presiding over the death of country rugby league, but the demise of country racing as well. It's time for a root and branch inquiry into the mismanagement of these once great institutions. Well, it's an excellent letter, an excellent email, and I am disturbed that, in fact, there seems to be a rogue competition in horse racing now. That oh. They've gone completely, I was going to say, off-piste, so yes. to speak, yes. left the Volandis organisation alone, and they're getting into trouble for it. Is that right? Uh, there was one this week, and I've got a bit, I've started a story or I started a topic which I can't complete, yes. but I will come back to you with the okay. facts next week okay. about this. This it's is a, a breaking story? Breaking story. Right, okay. People... Community-minded people yeah. putting on an event in their town, yes. So as people can come along and have a same-day multi on a couple of horses sure. going around, sure. they're not thoroughbreds. They're generally organ, you know, horses, working horses, working on horses. the properties. I love working horses and great fun for yep. the local people who come down. Fashions That's on the right. field, the whole I thing. Love that dirt track, looking great. Love that. And then, you know, to be completely banned and shunned, yes, by people in racing who think they know better. Yeah, well, they don't. Well, they don't. Uh, look, I, I'd just like to send a, 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 a thank you to uh, Ian uh, in Panama City. Uh, Ian says, just a short note to say thank you for your contribution. Uh, that is UHG and uh, in small part myself. He says he's travelling on a motorcycle from LA to Ushuaia. I don't know where that is. And he's currently in Panama City. 
and uh, every Saturday he tries to find somewhere where he's got decent Wi-Fi to listen to the program. And I certainly hope you're listening to it this Saturday, Ian, and we wish you a uh, very safe, safe cycling. Yes, yes, that's great. Yes. What a great story what that is. What a great is. story that is. And what a so, story he'll have to tell should he survive and get back. What stories he would have. And already compliant with all the rugby league issues. Well, that's right. And he'd be able to give people a heads up about where to get good Wi-Fi should it, you be travelling on, on that particular route. Yeah, yeah. And I thank again all contributors uh, to our emails this week. And remember, of course, is that the original Rugby League way, which was set up in uh, because the oh, game's yes. coming, yeah, was yeah. from Tucson to Tucum Carey to right. Hatchapi to Tonopah. So right. the people in Tucson are in ground yeah, zero. They are. They're at the start line of yes. the Rugby League way. And wouldn't it be great to think they've got time yes. to make the trip all the way along? Yes, be sadly a bit ahead of it because it's not set up yet, but you'll be able to find your way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be it'll, be ter- it'll be well signposted. As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. And uh, Roy, I um, mean, you know, the excitement's rising at the MCG because I can tell you, Kiss are in the house. They've Good. got the makeup on. Good. And I hope the makeup isn't meant to throw shade on the Brisbane tilt because of every, obviously everybody who knows mm. Kiss wear black and white makeup. They do. Uh, and I thought that one of them, yeah. maybe the drummer, should have worn, you know, the other colours. Yeah. Just to make, you know, yeah. things fair. Yeah. But uh, they're going to play, I think, in about 15 minutes' time. I'll begin playing in about 15 minutes' time. That'll be terrific. And, uh, you know. Are they miming HG, do we think, or are they going to play no, live? No, I think they're going to play live and Good. they're going to try and out meet life, meet life. Oh, well, Meatloaf uh, did the stupid thing. He he tried to play live yeah, well, rather than mine. He hadn't seen the room. No. And I've got yeah. to be honest here is, is that daylight doesn't help Kiss. Doesn't. No. They're a nighttime act. <laughs> Always have been. Act, yes. Always and, have been. Yeah. Uh, look, I, it was a fantastic interview Richo did with them. I, I mm-hmm. just He just really opened up like a can of worms. But I would have liked to have heard Hames' first question, Kiss, you've been doing it a long time, take, take us through, us through it. it. yeah. And uh, yeah. have you ever played a bigger stadium, 100,000? They would have sure. obviously yeah. lots of times. Yeah. And I'm worried it's not going to talk to kids. Mm. You know, kids love dressing up cosplays a go and all that sort of thing. Sure. But is Kiss still the one, you know, rather than the Marvel characters or sure. say some of the spin-offs from your Game of Thrones, not your Game of Thrones, your, you know, your yeah. Call of Duty stuff? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I no, don't know. Do they know the songs? Have they been taught the songs in schools? Oh, it was meant for loving you, baby, that sort of thing. Yeah. See, that would have been well, a great songs. lesson yeah. this week. Yeah. Learn the kiss song in for Well, uh, in certain schools they would have done that. They would have had a kiss theme this week leading up to the grand final. Come as your favourite kiss memory. Come as your favourite kiss memory. Explain your, treat your favourite kiss song as poetry. Uh, how effective is it? It was That's a short lovely. composition. That's uh, lovely. The day I met Gene Simmons. Yeah, imagine. Yes, yeah. imagine. You could write that though. You could. Oh, yes. you know, you know him really well. Now, can I just uh, on that? Well, theme, we've always got on well with Gene. I know. I know. It's only when Gene's with other people, other people that, that he tends to go a little apart. bit silly. When he's with us, he seems he's to be quite sensible. normal. Yeah, normal. Mm. Now. Coming to show business and the show business of next year and the apropos of the correspondent, mm. 
get this. This is written up in, you know, the Sydney Morning Herald. This right. is Sneedsby's rag. Yep. You know, this is the Sneedsby view. Mm-hmm. People are, still aren't entirely sure why the NRL is playing a doubleheader in Las Vegas next season. Gambling revenue, unearthing talent, cheap shotgun weddings, but there is, there's plenty of interest. More than 10,000 tickets have already been sold yep. at the Alley Giant. Yep. Uh, that's the uh, the uh, <clears throat> that's a big way against most of the projections so far. Most of the tickets have been purchased in Australia. Yes, but there's growing sales from in the US. Obviously, novelty value being uppermost in the mind. Mm-hmm. The NRL is privately hoping for a crowd of say forty to fifty thousand. Yes. Uh, so why is the NRL playing the matches in Vegas? Because it wants to broaden the international audience and therefore international broadcast revenue. Not all are sold on the idea. Now, one sceptical boss said, you want to be there for the first year because I'm not sure there'll be a second. Oh, dear, yeah, I hate terrible. that sort of talk. That's the I downside. I hate that sort of talk. But the good side is... Yeah. Uh, Rich Walsh is the new Justin Bieber. That's mm. Volandes' view. Yes. He, outside, uh, he outlined his plan for the Broncos fullback to be the face of rugby league on our NRL's maiden voyage to Vegas mm-hmm. at the start of next year. He's got charisma, presence, Volandes said. Yes. He's the Justin Bieber rugby league. Now, is he allowed to uh, gob off of the Americans is, if they gob is, off at him? If, I suppose. Uh, he... Aren't you Justin Bieber? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Sure. I can see it happening now. Yeah. Yep. Just two years ago, Brisbane coach Kevin Ball was told teenage Walsh he would not play first grade for the Broncos. So he upsticks and this is uh, um, Reese upsticks and moved to the Warriors. Yeah. By the by, I wonder if Justin Bieber could be signed up to play rugby league. Now that would be the get. Yeah. That would be. Or the just get. to act as an ambassador for uh, rugby it'll league. Be. Yep. While part of the Warriors squad, Walsh was found to be in possession of coke, a bit of blow during the 2021 off-season on the Gold Coast Strip, was suspended for two games and fined 5000 by the NRL in addition of good behaviour bonding cop from the police. Right. Now, so far the rugby league CV is a, a blossoming nicely. Yes. Walsh's stats on the field don't look. 21 appearances. He has had nine tries. This is in this year. Yep. Nine tries, 25 assists, 19 line breaks, 117 tackle breaks. Mm. But off the field, he believes he can just be, this is Volandis, believes he can be just as valuable. He's something out of the box. Right. According to Volandis. Yes. He's a brilliant player. Yes. He's charisma on steroids. Wow. Now, that's an odd message to send, isn't it? it? Is, isn't I thought it? steroids were banned in the rugby league. Well, they are. They are. Hang on. Yeah. Are they or aren't they? Well, I don't know. I assume they How are. How can you be on steroids off and yet yes. off steroids on? Yeah. Put it that way. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So, and we want to promote him in the States and we think he can bring significant revenues to the games. Yeah. If we succeed, all sports in Australia can provide content in the US market and that's hundreds of million, millions of dollars if we get it right. right. Now, this means that, say, Australian ice hockey, mm-hmm. this gets back to every sport you can – obviously frame a market on. Yes. And every sport you can put up on with a click, couple of clicks you can put up on an internet yes. so everybody in the world can bet on anything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where we're up Well, to. that's the future. Yeah, that's obvious. Or if it's the reality that's today. That's the future, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. tomorrow. I mean, it's everybody's right to be able to gamble on something 24-7, isn't and it? And it's every sport's right to be able to be part of the millions of the, dollars. The, the international conversation that, that is sports betting. That's yes. right. It's a great experiment for us and we're going to rely on characters like Reese Walsh. Now, yes. what's he going to do? Is he going to put out a hit record? Yeah. Is he going to put up something on uh, Spotify? Right. Well, uh, a hit record's not a bad idea. Remember it? Jason, Jason Martin? Martin? Take yeah. it to the top. That uh, was fantastic. That was fantastic. That was the North Sydney Bears. Now, yeah. Is he going to get a shirt, T-shirt out? Um, I mean, did how Molly does it work? Meldrum help with the Molly Meldrum did help that? with that. That's yeah. a long time ago. long time ago. Now, yeah. would you like to see him say... 
Caesar's Palace. I mean, I'm not sure what the Vegas rooms are. Yeah. That room, that Wayne, the Wayne Newton. Newton room. Yes. Took the words right out of my mouth. Right. Now, would he do a tight 80 on that? Right. Because that's what we're talking about here. That's well, all. Wouldn't of... it be better to have a QA and a um, To start with. To start with. So you might have a host. I don't know. Let's say. Well, uh, Haim can't do it because he's Well, Haim can't do it because the cross-code mischief and uh, Channel get, 7 um, 9 business. Could you get um, Richard Wilkins? He knows Vegas. Oh, yes, he does. He does. They call him Dickie these days, I notice, on the uh, morning program. Well, let's get Dickie to do it. Well, let's get Dickie to do it. And Dickie's well-respected with uh, showbiz overseas. Personalities, yeah. It would seem, certainly in America. And if Dickie was to stroll out and say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dickie, they'd say, oh, good to see you here, Dickie, et cetera, et cetera. We know all about you, Dickie. Yeah, love your work, Dick. Um, Then he just says, I'd like to introduce you to a very good friend of mine, International star, rugby league player, Reese Walsh. Reese, out he comes. Reese, take us through. Take us through your career. Oh, thanks, Dickie. Yeah, well, I started playing rugby league when I was, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, he'd have them in the palm of his hand within moments. And what do you think about Volandis making you the face of rugby league? Yes. Oh, well, it's a are you great happy honor. to be the face? Of yeah, rugby that's right. It's yeah. a great honour, and yeah. you know, we got the record coming out, and I'm hoping yeah. to make enough money to buy my parents a house out yeah, of that. And, that's right. You know, if Volandis sees me right, you know, he'll be pretty generous. Yeah, I think. And, when and social media's been going through the roof. The TikTok stuff is really great. Yeah, and, so and if you want a same day multi, yeah. why don't you bet on the Reese multi? Yeah, and, and if I were you, I wouldn't put no money on. On the roosters this weekend, that'd be stupid. <laughs> Australian punting families with a same day multi in mind, thinking of a flutter this weekend, think tickle. When you have placed your bets, ask to speak to the Wizard of Odds, Cyril the Slim Negus, about the same day specials that are only available to listeners to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, speaking of stars, which we were beforehand, I mean, when you when we start thinking about big names going to America, yes, Liam Martin, yes. he's declared himself a grub, right? Uh, he uh, basically is happy to embrace embrace the glub the glub the grub role. Good. He loves it when it bugs the opposition. Uh huh. I remember he says uh, just before half time. Uh, I forget which meanie it is, but meanie made made an error. One Martin was quick to remind him of. He pushed the Storm Star in the back as well for good measure. I remember he gave me a gobful when I gave the penalty on him. So as soon as I saw him make an error, I was like, no, bugger it. Martin grinned. For most of the fans, Jerome Luai is the game's great agitator. Martin also claims the the mantle. I've always uh, sort of had it in... Drilled into me that the competitiveness growing up, whatever you do, do your best. Yep. As soon as uh, that white line, as soon as you cross that white line, you play with as much passion as you can. And I've been like that since I've been young. Now, mm. could Liam Martin help us here as well? I mean, uh, yeah. you know, he's a great face, but he's got that sort of if Jared can't go, mm. he's got that, you know, Legacy, yes. Matthew Lodge sort of legacy. Yes. That, uh, you, uh, what you, what you're suggesting, what, what we need is she, uh, to expose the uh, 
the community too in Las Vegas is that uh, danger man type. Is that, is that what you're talking about? That's perfect. Now, can I ask, mm. would you see... Someone you, you you don't know whether to yeah, avoid run, or, run or embrace. run towards and say yeah. hello or run yeah. away from. Yes, perfect, perfect. Yeah. I couldn't put that, it better. That, yeah. that, that now, ambiguity. We call rugby am- league ambiguity, ambiguity. <laughs> that some players have. Yeah. Now, then we've got the problem of could Liam Martin get a dispensation from the Penrith to play in the match for some other team? Alone. Oh. You see, I think we've got to play to our strengths. Right. There's no point yes. going over there with a team of, you know. Well, it's up to each team to come up with their own Liam Martins, isn't no, it? I mean, no, they've got to have their own what we call hard man. Yeah, but the difficulty is, is, is this is once in a life opportunity to expose the rugby league world in America, which yes. is not following it quite as neatly as some of our correspondents. I mean, sure. I, I'm not knocking them for that. They've got no. their own things to get on with, yeah. you know, NFL, uh, basketball, etc. Sure. But this is an opportunity to send the best of the best. Yes. To send our best. To put on a show. Put on a show. That's the way we've got to see it. it, Let's face it. We have to approach Manly and obviously the Roosters say, look, it's a confection. We're putting on a show. You've got to understand this is show business. We've moved away from that. We've moved away from these suburban interests in Australia. That's right. These minor things. Well, that does beg the question, how much of these games should be managed? How much of it should be organised, rehearsed even. You know, at the 10th minute, this is what's going to happen. At the 15th minute, this is what's going to happen. Work out some moves. You know what I mean? A little like uh, World Championship Wrestling well, back I, in the I, day. Well, re- I couldn't have put it better myself. Because the Americans love that and they they, they're easily fooled. Yeah, and, of course, once they, they understand the theatre of these occasions. Yes. So yeah. what would be fantastic is if you could say, well, you know, we think the score might be 20-30 in the first one. That's right. And then, as you point out, yes. you know, come on, you clowns, you know, 20, yeah. 30, it's not easy to do. Go out there and do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. But then the stars of the show. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I've, I've got to be honest here. You know, there might be people in who are putting their hands up in the storm who yes. should be included. Right. I mean, I'd like to throw it open. Who would like to go? Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody wants to go, Well, obviously. maybe Munster would like to go. I mean, Munster well, has created a bit of a splash, Fantastic. one imagines. Fantastic. In Vegas, even if he's just on a roving commission just to wear the storm gear, walk around and talk to people. You know, someone's going to come up and ask him, what are you doing with shorts and that on, mate? Who are you? <laughs> you must <laughs> he's going to say, I'm Cam Munster. Yeah, well, it doesn't help me, man. Who are you? Yeah. No, I'm, I agree. I'm from the storm. Hey, what's the storm? Yeah. Rugby league. Oh, yeah. there's You're some rugby town. league happening here. Yeah, that's right. You're in town and for the big show. And suddenly, you know, yeah. why don't you come and for, join my friends? For the unleashed. For the unleashed, yes, that's it. If you love Rugby League and want to assist financially, then consider the Advanced Rugby League Foundation. The Advanced Rugby League Foundation is a not-for-profit organisation dedicated to supporting the families of former players who have lost touch with reality. All donations over $2 are tax-deductible. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Brisbane captain Adam Reynolds, should I say captain coach? Captain coach Reynolds, Adam yes. Re- Reynolds is embracing the role as guru. Oh, guru as well, captain coach and guru. Well, guru, comma, playmaker, extraordinary, rap bag, as he prepares for the big one tomorrow night. Right. Now, that's a lot to carry, isn't it? It is, but... isn't it? What's the rat bag got to do with it? Well, hang on. <laughs> we don't need a rat bag out there. Well, that's humour, though. He's That's it a little is. bit that's of right. licence, yes. Rat bag and Guru Reynolds are perfect foil, you know. Yeah, but right this would be great in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broncos are going, and so I assume Adam would be Oh, he'd be available. Included. Yeah, be available. Yeah. The um, Broncos captain coach 
has picked apart the opposition teams on the field and also a healthy dose of fun off it mm. to become the perfect foil for what's described here as coach Kevin Walters. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yes. And his assistant Alan Langer ahead of Saturday night's big one. Mm. The Broncos' 2000 Premiership winning half Ben Eichen summed up Reynolds' contribution. This is Ben Eichen. Yeah. Kevy wants an astute playmaker out there. Well, I think we have to understand that, you know, Guru Reynolds wants an astute playmaker out on the field and there aren't many players who think as deeply as uh, about the game as the Guru does. Isn't it great to have a Guru back in rugby league? It is. That's his Guru time. growth. No, well, that's going back to the early 80s. Yes, to the last three, Pete. Oh, wow. That's freaky, isn't it? He can talk and guide team meetings, but he has the capacity to take that knowledge onto the field and execute and guide the team around the park the way it needs to happen. The other thing about Adam Reynolds is that he's also beautifully aligned with uh, the off-field team like Kevy and Alfie who never turn up to training and hardly ever go to matches. Right. They're both thinking players and they're both rat bags and Adam Reynolds ticks those boxes up so compatibility is high. Right. So they don't need to go because they already know that the guru will do what they want. Right. Reynolds embraced Icon's rack bag reference. They are obviously great traits to have and I see myself in the same mould, he said. Now, isn't that great? Isn't that great? Now, this is a bit arcane though because it's hard to get the guru and the rap bag and all those things across mm. while playing. Mm. But uh, he does represent, he would represent well on the uh, on the planks with Reese Walsh in the uh, in the two-hander, you know, ask, oh, yeah. ask Reese a question. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, am I to understand from what you're saying there, HG, is that Kevy doesn't have to turn up for training. I don't think so. And, and Kevy no. doesn't have to turn up on game day either he, because he, he knows that Adam's got the show running tickety-boo and the less impact that Kevin has, the better. <laughs> Can rugby league save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can rugby league save the koala? Yes. Can rugby league make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can rugby league turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one rugby league and get the planet back in shape. Now, kiss are going away. Uh... Kiss alive at the moment, yeah, HG, yeah, at the... AFL Grand Final, and they're playing live. <laughs> no, they're not yeah. miming. I, I mean, there'd, there'd be a bit of a backing track there to augment it, I, I, I yeah, suggest. Track, but they appear to be way. completely re- professional. Yes, no, that's right. And they've they've got the crowd in the palm of their hand. They do. You know, people have stopped eating their pies and drinking their yes. beers, and they've stopped worrying about who's going to win and putting on the same-day multis. True. They've, they're True. Getting, well, you know, a- and there's a, there's a lot of... Um, Pyrotechnics with the show, as oh, you'd yeah, expect. Pyrotechnics, yeah. And that's uh, going over well. And prior to that, we had Mike Brady doing up there Kazali. Oh, it's just like live, a, live, absolutely professional. Yeah, it's incredible how they've moved. They've able to fill the stadium now with the sound of Kiss. It's yes, just incredible. Yeah, and this this explosion of stuff is yes. just wonderful. Mm. I just hope the uh, various authorities are, you know, not going to rush the stage and prevent them from really letting some big stuff go. Yes, yes, I agree, I agree. Uh, now, let, let's hope the uh, Tina Turner show is just as good tomorrow night. I, I have no I, reason to suggest why would it, why, why why be other. I yes. think it'll be wonderful. And um, uh, I think they're going to tell the Tina, Tina Turner story. Are they? In yep. song? In song. 
wow, that's fantastic. Yep. Now, <clears throat> I noticed uh, looking at uh, tips as we come to the end of the show mm-hmm. on Festival of the Boot Weekend, I noticed uh, the oracle, Gus Gould, mm-hmm. let's not forget that the man who coached Penrith to their historic premierships in 91 that's right. believes that uh, Penrith are going to win by 20 points tomorrow night. Right. Well, Gould says, uh, you know, he's the football boss at the Bulldogs at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's doubling down after declaring this year Kevin Walters' troops, or should I say Adam Reynolds' troops, lack the defensive steel to win the title. Right. The Broncos charge in their foot, et cetera, on and on it goes. Right. Now, 20 points is a hell of a margin is, in the grand final. Yes. And yeah. w- what's your thoughts on that? Is th- do they lack the defensive Look, steel? Look, no, I think it'll be a lot closer than that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it. it Honestly, I think it comes down to how the game is managed by the whistleblower, by uh, Andy G, Adam G, I should say. Uh, I think Adam G, the winner, is in his, his slow blow. Yeah, right. And so, and it, it depends how many uh, forward passes are picked up, oh, how many forward passes well, are let go, know, know, all of that know, sort know, of thing. Know, you know, know, they're all going to be trying it on, and how well uh, Adam Reynolds can captain coach. A lot of pressure on Adam. There's an enormous amount of pressure yeah. and, and the touches. Is Kevy coming down? I don't would No, he, would Kevy he need to? be coming down. No, I don't think probably so. not. Everything's done. Yeah. He knows what. Sorry, There'd be Adam a phone knows. call tomorrow morning, yeah, what I probably. imagine. Kevy had phone through and say, Adam, yeah. how are you looking, mate? Everything right? You're going to get to the plane on time? Yeah, everyone ready? Yeah, okay, mate. Well, best of luck. I'll be watching. <laughs> You'd imagine. <laughs> the sympathy between the two or the. Yeah. Exa- oh, I assume the they get on tickety boo. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, it's a great relief to Kevy. Well, Kevy doesn't travel well. No, and uh, remember he and the pressure of coaching. I mean, it made his life hell. It did. He was never happy. No, he, he was. Yeah, no, that's right. That's you know, the right. old jocular Kevy that you and I knew back yeah. in the day that had gone completely uh, before Reynolds arrived. Uh, I know. Hadn't it? Well, it's taken a burden off his shoulders. He had enormous well, burden off his shoulders. What's What's great also is is the uh, is that. <clears throat> When you think back, is that mm. Kevy's probably got a few more years in him doing oh, yeah, it, even yeah. if Kevy decides to pack it in. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Because yeah, then, sort of. Yeah. yeah. So if Kevy thinks, well, maybe I've had enough coaching, but mm. in inverted commas, yeah. I'll go and sit on the beach. Yes. Adam could keep going. Yes. Is Adam uh, said he's interested in continuing HG with with the Broncos? I've got no idea. I, 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 even I, in just in a coaching capacity, if he decides he doesn't want to play anymore, or he's had enough, or he wants to retire. He's happy to carry on. I, I would think coach. so at the moment. So far, so good. Okay, good. Now, good. on a completely good. separate topic, but similarly, yes, people are saying the Wallabies are scarred forever. Are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, oh, this particular this is, group of young Wallabies, young Wallabies, who scarred were forever. thrown into the deep end before they could learn to swim. A former Wallaby said, "My heart bleeds for this group of Wallaby players who now know mm. who to trust and have been set up to fail by inept decision makers who should do the right thing and step down." Oh, dear. I mean, that's summing it up, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, Yep, yep, yep. I feel as though uh, that's going a bit too far. I believe that, you know, you can dig yourself out or people can dig themselves out of these holes. I mean, Mm. you only have to look at North Melbourne, how they're going to go out of the hole with all these extra help. Yeah. That they're going to get, yeah. but I think there's uh, I think there's green shoots there. I mean, they obviously have to get the line out under control, which seems yes. to be a complete. No one's taught them anything about that. No, no and no. playing in competition will give them a, some what a glimpse yeah. of what they're meant to do. Yeah, but 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 often they see if you are thrown in the de- deep end like that, and I have seen this uh, happen time and time again. You realise 
just how much you've got to improve. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself, can I improve that much? And you know, deep in your heart of hearts, the answer is no. And that, that, that's my fear, that each of the wallabies would have looked at themselves in the mirror and decided that they're not good enough. Plainly because they're not good enough. No. You know, it's just when reality strikes. That uh, moment. And Eddie Jones has been saying to them, oh, no, you blokes will be great. You'll be right. You'll be right. Well, no. No. So. And so they know that Eddie Jones thought they were good enough. So that's how awry his view is. We can't trust him. We can't trust ourselves. We can't trust Rugby Australia. Who do we turn to? Right. Cadbury's? Well, how are they going to help? <laughs> Anytime you're in a playing squad, it's all about stability. When we've had uh, six test captains in seven tests. Yes, Multiple well, combination are. of changes across the playing group and the only compounds, the apprehension in the group, they would have been looking around for guidance in the team huddle, yes. needing experienced heads to calm them. Yes. And instead they've seen as much fear in their teammates' eyes. This is your point. That's right. I've seen some lows in rugby in recent times, but this is almost soul-destroying. Friends and work colleagues have been ringing me this week to vent. I feel their pain, but I can honestly tell them that I see... I, I, I honestly tell them that I see us climbing out of the hole we're in. We can't... I can't honestly tell them I can see we're climbing out of the hole we're in. Yeah, well, they're That's, in the hole. Well, the thing is no-one's got a ladder. No, or a shovel. Or a shovel. Um, so there's no means and nobody knows how deep the hole is. We just know that it's enormous. That, that, that's all we know. So coming yeah. as we come to the close of the program for another week, uh, yeah. quickly, obviously, the podcast will be up soon after we pull up stumps yes. and uh, there'll be four more podcasts yes. to go, obviously, because there'll be four more shows. Four uh, more your shows. decisions in the matches in the boot this weekend, yeah. you're thinking... Well, tomorrow I think Collingwood should... Uh, oh, sorry, this afternoon I think Collingwood will, will should... Uh, do it? Should do it because the Lions haven't won a game at the MCG for how long? Several Several decades. years. Several years, so I can't see that turning around. And I think Penrith's will... They've been there before and that experience should... Uh, yeah. I mean, they always say with the grand final you've got to lose one to win one. Mm. And uh, the Broncos haven't lost one yet, so I think it's their turn to lose one tomorrow with the uh, opportunity then through a Reynolds-led recovery to come back and next win year. next year. That, well, that, that would be it for me. But HG, it's been a wonderful season of rugby league. I can't think of a better season. I mean, rugby league has uh, stood, you know, proud. Stood, stood yeah. tall and proud this year. It hasn't let anyone down. It's been a wonderful achievement for Rugby League and I congratulate the fans of Rugby League who've stuck to Rugby League no matter how much, how stupid, how stupid it's got. Look, I echo those thoughts and we'd like to thank you for your help with the season and obviously we live in the shadow of Andrew Moore and the whole gang yes. who call the stuff. done a great job. Incredible job. Yeah. And uh, so the boot is underway and we'll join you next week when we get a chance to talk about all those topics we never get a chance to talk about during the rugby league season. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. Bye now from join us for more Blunting next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.